Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 4 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. right there. This is uh, on the future. We're going paranormal. We got Lady Fontaine. We got James Algon. We got myself, Ryan Dalton, and we are here to bring you some paranormal stuff. Last week, we had some pretty wild calls. We were talking about some ghosts. We had some fortunes told. We did it all. We're back again. This is part two, paranormal, Lady Fontaine, Mr. Elgin. How are you doing today? Great. That was spooky, that entrance. Ooh, I'm really in the mood now for some great callers and some scary, scary, scary situations. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, too. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, come on. You can beat that, Jim. <laughs> Remember... We missed the Halloween show. I had issues right. going on. Yeah, That's so right. um, uh, indulge me while I I play around with some of these sound bites. But okay, um, enjoy yourself. How, yeah, thank you. Um, so how is everybody doing? I mean, you know, this has been, like, very, very different for us that we've been doing weekly shows. Um, you know, we figured while um, everybody's in shutdown, it might be a good time to – keep you guys entertained so we hope we're doing that yeah it's kind of our service something we're offering keep you guys up like like um i forget what that's called community service or something but you know we're 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 out there um and it's actually been quite fun i have to say uh you know being here for you guys on a regular basis talking about some really interesting stuff um last week we had a couple of very, very interesting callers that were sharing some scenarios of, you know, having to do with some hauntings or some unusual paranormal activity that was going on in their homes. And 
what I would like to say is that if you've got something going on and at some point in the future, not any time in the near future, but sometime in the future, if you're interested in having us come in and check out the situation and um, actually, you know, work on do our thing, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit today. We talked about it last week. Um, you know, let us know because we'll take down your information offline and we'll make arrangements in the future to come. De-ghost your house. Is that a word? De-ghost? It is now. Well, I just, I'm very good at that, making up words. I am. That's one of my specialties. So, very Ryan, good. Ryan, yeah. so um, you're you're the host, so I'm going to let you talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, we got, uh, you know, when it comes down to ghosts, I'm thinking horror movies, and, you know, those just go hand in hand. I got the candles lit in my place right now. It's completely dark. It just got candles, creating the vibe. If I busted out a Ouija board right now, is that a good way to get in contact, or is that just a way to make me buy a board game? What is going on? Well, there's mixed, there's mixed, you know, um, viewpoints on that one. I find them very spooky. But I have used them, and I've had some really weird stuff, like that. What is that called? That little uh, thing that you move that moves around. What is the that planchette. called? Jim? It's called the planchette. The planchette. I've had that fly across the room. Um, I've had it spell out some really spooky stuff. Um, you know, there are people who think that you're communicating with some evil spirits. I don't know if it's picking up our own vibrations and moving things around. I don't know what it is, but I don't use them anymore. Jim, what about you? What do you think? Well, I've, I've, I've used them myself and never had a problem. And I've also researched a lot of uh, situations where people have used them and have had problems. So I'd say it's kind of like going shopping without gloves and, and a face mask on right now. <laughs> That's a good correlation. You're probably, um, you're probably not going to run into trouble, but you might, and you might regret it. So I just stay away from them. Yeah. Um, so how does that board get the the ghost to come on through? What is that board? Is, is it just cardboard? What, what are we doing? Why do you think it's a board? They used to do it with I mean, cards. Because you could buy it at Walmart. Cards. And imagining, you know. No, no. They used to do it with playing cards in a cup, and it would you everybody put their finger on a, a cup or a glass. And it would make it go around in circles, and then it would start picking out letters with the cards had letters. So it's like on a them. beacon. So it's, it's like a beacon. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, you're yeah. you're opening yourself up to the communication. You're the one who's doing it, not the, but you don't know you're doing it. Well, we don't. I don't know that. That's my question, and I don't know that okay. any of us have the answer. Um, I don't know if it's us somehow the the <laughs> vibration of everybody touching the planchette or you know, whatever homemade version you have, or if you really are connecting with the other side. And oh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying it's oh, just it's me channel. making it up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm no, saying that you're know. focusing the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean that you were making it up. I meant that, you know, that multiple energies touching the same thing can create some sort of electrical field that could oh. perhaps move this. But I've seen it move in very... Um, profound ways and spell out very specific things. And I can usually feel the planchette really moving under my hand, even if I do it alone. So I would say, you know, that it's very real, but like Jim and I both said, um, 
it spooks me out, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of afraid of it. I would rather open myself up as a channel, um, the way I usually do it, which I know brings right. in only divine, you know, um, the safe. And that gives you that gives you a lot more control over who's coming in. Um, the the board doesn't seem to do that. It just kind of open, makes you into an open conduit for whatever energies out there. And, and I you wonder may not want why. I wonder why, I though. I think it's just inexperienced people, you know, when you get kids who don't know what they're doing playing with this thing and then all of a sudden something goes really wacky. Uh, it's because they really don't know how to how to say no to some energy. So if you Shoot. went to, you know, some sort of protective ritual before, you know, casting a circle, mm-hmm. um, saying some divine, you know, divine yeah, or yeah. Buddhist or Hindu prayer or something Whatever, like yeah. that. Right. Would yeah. that then create that protective mechanism? Because if I'm opening myself up to channel, definitely do some prior work. Yeah. Well, and, and anytime you're going to be channeling, you're going to want something helping you keep out the bad stuff. Right. Right. And honestly, so, I've learned that the, the hard way because I used to, especially with the paranormal investigations that we used to do a lot, um, I didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know how to tell them to stay away. I was struggling. Yeah. I mean, every time <laughs> we went to a location, yeah, I would bring stuff back. And actually that one caller we had last week and I was giving him some suggestions about the salt and water and the frankincense. Another really powerful thing is using sage. And basically right. that's what I did. And that was the only way I could finally get rid of whatever entities I would bring home. But like See, we talked about Go ahead, you go. You go, you go, you go, you <laughs> go. An interesting funny thing I learned in my feng shui research um is is using orange peels, dried orange peels. You you get them uh burning and smoking and like incense and it's it's really cloy, it's 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 the same kind of stuff as sage and it does a very good effect of uh of removing any kind of energy that, that you don't want in the room. Oh, I never heard of that. That's actually mm-hmm. good to know. Um, yeah. So if, if you, um, I'm, I'm just trying to sort of think this through. So if you just had orange peels, like at certain strategic locations, like if you have salt in certain strategic locations without starting yeah. to burn it, it would, you know, work as a, you know, sort of like a protective mechanism with the actual orange peel, you have to burn it rather than just have it around, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Like sage. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Because of the smell. It's the acrid smell of it. When orange peel burns, it's a pretty powerful odor, pretty potent, kind of like sage. And it sticks wow. around. It, it hangs onto things like, like sage does. Yeah, sage. I mean, if you go into your house the day after you saged, it smells like you had a fire or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that that real burnt kind of smell stays for days. But right. it's it's very, very, very effective. And if there's anything um, unusual going on in your home or business or any location, I would highly recommend saging. When I lived in, um, I don't remember if it was when I lived in Brooklyn or Staten Island, um, this um, Asian woman would always be outside of her house 
actually walking around with sage and then incense. She had a whole ritual of what she was doing. I don't know if she was following some feng shui thing or if it was a, you know, Buddhist or Hindu ritual. Are there those kinds of protection rituals like in Hinduism, Jim, to do on a daily oh, yeah. basis? Oh, yeah. yeah. They call them fire pujas or pujas. They're, they're, they're purification ceremonies that people do for cleansing their home or themselves. Um, I wonder how that would work now. Just, I'm not saying to get rid of COVID-19, but there's, you know, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety that a lot of people are going through, um, frustration, financial issues. I mean, the whole rigmarole at this point. I wonder if that would be like a really good sort of like daily cleansing process for everybody to do to sort of clear the energy and raise that vibration. I, yeah, I think any any regular, anything you do on a daily basis, make sure you do it every day if you can. <clears throat> that helps because it builds structure into your life and it builds structure that's helping you. It's helping you manage the, the feelings you're having and manage your life. So if you're stuck at home alone and, and without anything to do and no work, uh, this is a good idea, you know, along with exercise and <laughs> stuff like that. Definitely yeah, kind of spiritual I, practice. Yeah, I mean, I think the exercise and getting out of the house, if you can, yeah. you know, is a beneficial thing. I mean, you know, Absolutely. I I see you are, you know, zooming around in your motorcycle all over the place. Um, but so I'm, never, I'm of, never going anywhere. I'm just going out and then coming back and getting my home again. So I I don't break the rules. I but it gives you, it gives you a distraction rather than being inside oh, your yeah. four, four walls. Um, yeah. I think it's difficult right now if you're in the middle of New York City or in the middle of, oh, you know, yeah. Brooklyn or something like that or any Queens, which is, you know, really getting hit hard. I think it's really difficult to do that. And that's why I think some of these cleansing rituals or whatever might help at least, um, you know, raise your vibration as well as, you know, meditation or anything of that nature would be beneficial. Right. Um, also for you know, sort of controlling the anxiety, but hopefully based on, you know, the, the bits and pieces I've heard um, Trump talk about today, it looks like at least certain places in the country are going to start to open up really soon. I'm sure New York, New Jersey, metro area isn't. So guys don't get all excited. When I say guys, I mean, Jim and Ryan, yeah. they're both that cool. area. Cool. So. Cuomo just made it illegal to leave your home without a face mask on starting tomorrow night. Mm. The the governor of New York. um, You know, obviously they've been doing that in California because some of my clients are telling me that. Um, You know, I I think for short term, how long is that going to be in effect or did he not give any time frame? May May 15th is the day that he's moved things back to. It used to be my birthday, April 29th. But he got moved back to May, May 15th oh, now. Oh, birthday is coming up. Um, yeah. For some reason, I always thought you were May. No, I'm an April Taurus. Oh. So you're more on the cusp, I guess, or closer to it. Kind of, kind of in the middle, actually. A little closer to the middle. I mean, the 21st is usually around the day that uh, the cusp occurs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then you're decently in it. Um, well, so guys, you have at least another couple weeks. I mean, is there any 
so that that means you can't open your business. And Ryan, does that mean you're stuck home as well? Well, stuck yeah. home, but they're paying, so I got no problem. Oh, thank God. Oh, good for, for you. Thank God for small miracles. Those of us who are um, self-employed, it it makes it a little bit more difficult. Right. Oh, for without sure. a doubt. Without a doubt. But that was a great question, Ryan, that you had with the uh, Ouija boards. Um, you have any other questions to sort of get us all started here? Yeah, so we got the movie Sixth Sense, and that little kid saw dead people. Now, is that something that you believe people can actually do, or that's just movie mumbo-jumbo? Nope. Like you're, looking, you're looking at one of them that does. Um, when I was you a young all kid. All the time? Like this kid saw no, everywhere? No, no. Learned... They're all dead everywhere. No, I've learned how to turn it off. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, a really young kid, I used to talk to my mother about, um, you know, this old man that that was in my room and that lived in this house. And it was someone who had died in the house prior to. We never did talk. We, last week, we didn't have time to really talk about, Jim, when you and I went back to the house that I grew up in. But that oh, yeah. house without a doubt, was haunted that I grew up in. I mean, it really was. And again, Jim and I talked about this last week, how, um, you know, when you're, when you're young, when, especially, you know, when you're going through adolescence, there's just a, an energy that seems to attract um, either paranormal or, you know, spirit energies, you know, whatever we want to call it. But there's often a lot of activity in homes where you have a young child. And I think if you have a young child who's open and sensitive, I mean, from the time I was a young kid, I was very intuitive and I just knew things. The phone would ring and I would say, oh, that's so-and-so. And sure enough, it would be so-and-so. And my mother always encouraged it. And that's why I think that I was able to, you know, really develop my psychic powers because as a kid, you know, my mother wasn't saying, oh, that was just a good guess you know, or anything like that. I mean, she would come to me. I was like five years old. She'd come to me asking me questions, you know, psychic questions. What do you pick up on this? What do you think of that? Because she knew I was intuitive. What I found out later in life is that my dad was a natural born medium. And I didn't know that until, you know, he sort of shared that with me when people that he was very close with, like his best friend, through, you know, his childhood up until the day his best friend died. They were best friends. When he passed away, my father got several visitations from him. And when my uncle died, who was my father's brother, um, he visited my father as well. And at one time he visited my father. My father, for some reason, got really spooked. And my uncle said to him, if this is going to bother you, I'm not coming back. And to the best of my knowledge, he never did come back. See, my father saw the spirits in, you know, like in human form. I tell them, I don't want to see you. I don't want you touching me. Just talk to me. Just let me hear you. And because I don't want to see them. That would spook me out beyond comparison. But it's a very real thing. Um, you know, some of us have it naturally. I do feel that all of us have the ability to expand our 
you know, awareness and our abilities to channel or be psychic or whatever. It's not just a few of us. We all have the innate ability. You just have to learn how to develop it. And um, when we when we really get the YouTube channel going, I want to do some at least one video on how to develop your psychic powers. Um, many, 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 many years ago, um, Jim and I used to, you know, Jim knew that I guess he knew I was psychic because I was psychic, but I wanted to learn how to channel and be a medium. I had gone to a medium, Suzanne Northrup, who was actually my mentor in many ways. Um, I went to her after one of my dogs had died. And I'm sitting there, and she's channeling my mother. She's channeling this one, and my aunt, and my grandfather. And all of a sudden, she says, oh, there's a collie sitting right next to you. Um, and he died of digestive stuff that's going on. Um, and that, like, it, A, it changed my life because it made me really realize that there, even though I knew there was life after death, just to know that he was around me, that was champ, just to know that he was still right. there and he was around me. But it just opened my whole awareness to things. And that became what, because it changed my life. And that became what I wanted to be able to do with my psychic powers. So at the beginning, that's Jim and I used to work every weekend on me developing that ability to be able to, to, to really channel. I don't know, for probably years we worked on it. And then I got it down pat. I just was phenomenal with it. But through the years, I've kind of um, moved away from that and gotten into more general psychic stuff. You know, like I'll do any kind of psychic readings. Plus, you know, we've had people calling in here wanting to communicate with the other side and certainly you know it, it comes through i have a client um in fact she was just texting me before about something but um she's out in california and um she's been a client probably for more than 10 years and all of a sudden one day i got a message and it didn't say it was for her but i had the feeling it was for her so I sent her a text and I said, you know, a message just came through from somebody and she gave me a name and I said, I have a feeling it's for your son. Um, and sure enough, that name was, gee, I don't remember, if the I think the uncle of her son, um, you know, her brother, I think her brother-in-law. And then I was on the phone with her recently and all of a sudden another name came up and I said, do you know, uh, you know, the name was actually Ruth. And she goes, oh, that's her ex-husband's uh, mother um, and you know I mean with her it just comes and then all these messages just come through you know probably because I've been reading for her for so long um, that sort of like that channel is open very frequently and I have another friend ironic client ironically in California um, who lost her husband and it was the same thing I used to get messages all the time coming through from from the other side. So I don't always plan on it. Um, you know, sometimes I just get a visual of, um, like with her ex-husband, I got a visual of, you know, a purple football outfit and him doing all these like, you know, movements and stuff. And she, when I told her, I think it was purple and gold that I saw. And he was like a high, uh, college football star 
and their colors were purple and gold. And he always wore purple and gold, you know, either football shirt or T-shirt or whatever with all the name, you know, and the numbers and all that stuff on it. So she knew that that was a direct message from him. So, yeah, I mean, Ryan, yeah, it's for real. Nice. Well, all right, so and then last question, and we'll go with some callers. looks like cause, uh, the phone lines are bumping. Um, if someone tells you, like, oh, man, like, oh, ghosts, I totally believe in ghosts. I have, like, a ghost in my attic. Like, should everybody who has a ghost or claim they have it should get, like, help and get that thing taken care of? Like, aren't you hurting that person by not, like, trying to get somebody to get rid of it or send it to where it's got to go? Um. You know, believe it or not, I think sometimes people don't even know that they have, you know, any entity in their home. If the entity is troubling them, most definitely get help. Um, I personally think the answer to that question is yes. If you have any awareness that there's any spirit activity going on in your home, um, you know, not every spirit wants to move on. Some of them want to stay and you can't make them move on. You know, but at least give them the opportunity or at least have let them have that ability to communicate with somebody about why they're there. So, yes, I definitely think that when the opportunity arises and a person is aware of it, I would say a very big yes. What do you think, Jim? Uh, It's a a tricky question because some spirits are actually, you know, contributing and helping uh, and and really very happy with the current residents of their home. And so, you know, moving them on against their will, as you were saying before, is, is a challenge for me uh, because if the homeowners are happy and the spirit is happy, what, what's, what's the point? I have a friend whose cat recently died, and every time I walk into her house, I feel the cat's presence. It's very clear. It's a, it's, an, it's a potent feeling. And I tell her, and she says, yeah, she hangs around and keeps gardening and stuff like that. And I don't even mention to her that maybe she should help her move on because. I I agree. I mean, in that kind of situation, you wouldn't want to. And like I said earlier, you can't make them want to move on. And I think that the cat is a um, security feeling, you know, to your friends. I mean, you know, that, you know, I, I mean, I've had situations here where, you know, after Coco passed away and even to today, um, you know, some of her kids will be looking up and they'll be, you know, tilting their head or fascinated with something they see. Um, but I had one time that um, one of my dogs I could see was spooked. I mean, she was walking around with her head down and looking up. I mean, she was spooked. And I had, even if it was Coco, I, I had to say, who's ever here, go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't want anybody scaring my dogs. I just don't. Right. And I don't know if you remember, but years back, um, magic used to be very, very sensitive to oh, yeah. things. You used to see all the time. And I used to have to, again, tell whatever to leave because I don't want my dogs to be scared or spooked or anything like that. However, right. I remember uh, with Crystal, um, she had a litter. Um, in 2004, I think it was, and she, it was Halloween, and, you know, everybody is banging on the door and ringing the doorbell and all this stuff, so um, she was, you know, getting up and barking and stuff. Bottom line is, 
she sat on one of her puppies and, and squashed it. So I had to, you know, remove that puppy and I was heartbroken. And then I put a sign on the door, do not ring bell here. You take whatever you want. You know, I put a whole mm-hmm. bit, you know, a whole thing of candy yeah. and pretzels and everything. I don't want anyone near my door. Um, and I just sat in there with her. And um, a couple days later, she was in there with the puppies and she was nursing the puppies. And all of a sudden she looked in the corner of the room and it was sort of like in the direction where I was, but she was looking beyond me and she was just staring into space. And I was like waving my hands and like, she was kind of tilting her head and very intrigued. I mean, at something I was waving my hands, calling her name. I couldn't get her to focus on me. And my feeling was that her puppy came to say goodbye, you know, to say, you know, thank you. I was here for a purpose and, you know, I fulfilled my purpose and I'm okay and I'm heading on my journey. And then suddenly she was not paying attention anymore. And I knew that puppy and moved on. But that was the only time with Crystal that I ever saw a response like that from her. So, so, you know, I mean, to answer Ryan's question, I kind of feel um, like, like you do that there are certain situations where, if everyone's happy, you know, then leave it. But if something is troubling to you or if you don't know what it is, I think it's good. You can't, and I, I would never try to make it. I, I mean, part of what I always ask, unless it's a demon, you know, I would always ask them, you know, you read it, you know, explain to them that they've passed on and, you know, explain to them about, you know, they have the opportunity to move on. And if they're ready, they'll go. If they're not, they'll stay. And that's okay. But I think giving them that opportunity to have that choice is a real, you know, I think it's a beautiful process and a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because again, I, you know, I don't want to reiterate, but that I, I can't get it out of my head that um, that one show where, you know, these ghost hunter people, you know, were at that um, hospital in Vietnam and it was, you know, just shambles. I mean, it was just a skeleton of a place. I mean, it didn't have a roof, you know, it hardly had any walls, um, but um, they just validated that there was activity they did say a prayer at the end and then they left and I just thought that was you know I would love to go back to that um, you know that hospital and see if some of those spirits that are still there want to want to go I mean just to leave them there I thought was heartless and cruel right so you know I, I guess it depends but um Ryan, why yep. do you ask that? Do you have a do you have a any um, weird things going on at your house? No, that, it would be interesting if there was though. Uh, <laughs> no, have yet to experience anything like that. But you know, it'd be interesting to see. I think it that I think that'd be good news. You know, I think you know, the life after so death. You, I mean, just know that it, you continue on. That's cool. So you want you want me to bring I someone would, over? I would actually like to see that you know, instead of being. Ryan, you want me to bring bring someone over for you? I can uh, arrange that. Just for a little he, bit. I'm sure know. he does. Because remember, he wanted to put for a couple of drinks and then head out. 
<laughs> he wanted to put, you know, figure out how to put a ghost in a box and then just take That's it right. to his friend's house. So, right. I mean, who do you have in mind to bring over to Ryan? <laughs> yeah, what's his name or her name? <laughs> Jim. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, oh, now dear. put on the spot. Right? Is he going to do it or is he not going to do it? That is the question. That oh, <laughs> that is truly the question. Oh, uh oh. Oh, now I can't shut it off. <laughs> ah, there we go. I just wanted a little bit of effects with, uh, you know, with that is the question. Um, <laughs> so, but, you know, I, well, uh, quite frankly, what I can do for you is give you batteries. Anytime I do ghost hunting, I'll just bring the batteries, off, drop them off at your house. Who's ever attached to it, it can stay there. Even in watches, you have to be careful of the... Um, batteries and watches, I got to the point where I was not able to wear a watch when I did any ghost busting. Well, do ghosts get into your watches? Yes, only the if Only if they're batteries. Okay. Think about it. It's, it's a crystal. It's a crystal that's charged oh, with battery. Right. <laughs> are, there, are there watches that aren't batteries these days? Yes. Yeah, you can buy wow. yes. analog watches. Yeah, wow. I have one gifted to me years ago. I, I still have it. Oh, all right. Well, um, but I, if it's a battery-operated watch, yes, you do. You, I, I can't take anything battery-operated with me on a ghost-busting, um, you know, hunt. Yeah. So before we take calls, um, I would like to talk a little bit about the house I grew up in. And what happened when Jim and I went back to that house. So do you want to hear about it? Even if you don't, I'm going to tell the story. But uh, just for, for, for arguments. <laughs> do you okay, want to hear, let's it? hear about it? Let's hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yay. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. So I grew up in this house that was very, very haunted. Um, and I really don't know any and everybody that was there, but to me, it felt not so friendly. Um, and, and I've had, you know, not millions, but I've had a trillion, <laughs> um, experiences in that house. And one of the spookiest things, and I don't know if you remember this, Jim, but I used to tell you about it. The house used to call my name. It would go, Jim, Jim. I mean, it was so spooky. So, and my brother used to, you know, really intensify it by telling me, you know, we had this um, staircase and then a landing and then a few more stairs to get up to the bedroom. And on the landing was, you know, a bench and the bench opened and he always used to tell me that there was monsters in there and, you know, or that the, you know, ghosts and stuff were chasing me. So I was always terrified in that house, but I, I personally, my brother my wonderful oh, brother, who's, yes. who's um, a very prominent psychologist these days. So. <laughs> Good training. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, but I really had, like I was saying earlier, you know, I knew that there was this old man in the house. He used to communicate with me. 
I used to see things on the wall, um, you know, to me that looked devilish and stuff that used to spook the heck out of me. And like all kids, I always thought there was someone in the closet or someone under the bed. I think we all kind of, well, most of, well, some of us have that kind of fear. But um, there were, like I said, the house used to call me and there were a lot of things. Like there was this like sound that used to happen in that house and it would happen regardless who was in the house. I mean, you know, my brother and I could be home, my brother, mother and I could be home and it would feel, it would be like a boom and it would feel, you'd feel the whole house shake and you would honestly think that, you know, some, like the roof fell in or something. It was that big and that significant of a boom and whoever was home would always check it out and we would never find anything out of order, anything ever. So anyhow, I, I moved out of that house when I think I was around 10 years old and I still dreamt about it almost every night. And I would always dream about the side door of that house because what happened was my mother added on, a, you know, the older homes didn't have, um, and back when we lived in the house, I think it was 50 years old. So the older homes didn't have bathrooms on the main floor. So she had this little powder room and then this cute little bathroom installed on the main level. Um, the side door that, you know, where the powder room is, they put this little side door. There was just like this little glass door. I mean, to me, it was sort of like, you know, an indoor French door type of thing rather than being an outside door. And I was always freaked out about that door. And I used to dream about it every single night. So anyway, anyhow, somewhere along the way, Jim and I decide that we're going to go back to that house. And, you know, I had no idea who owned the house at this point, but I brought pictures of myself in that house and, you know, birthday parties that I had and all this other stuff. So Jim and I get to the house and, um, you know, I'm like, freaking out outside and there's a guy outside I don't remember if he was cutting the grass or what he was doing outside and Jim kept saying just go over to him and I'm going no 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 I'm afraid I don't want to do it so Jim finally went over and introduced himself and then started to talk and then naturally I jumped right in and I told him who my father was and ironically it was the same guy who bought the house from my dad so when I was showing the pictures and I told him my last name, he knew exactly who we were. So um, this was, you know, back a few years where things were, you know, um, less threatening as they are than they are right now. And he invited us into the house. So we go in and the night before I had had a dream about the house. And I said to Jim that, when we lived in there, my mother put this sort of like dusty rose carpeting through the hole downstairs. I said that I dreamt that the carpeting was, was bright red. He opens the door, bright red carpeting. So we walk in and he shows us, you know, we take a tour through the house and everything. And what he didn't know and what Jim did was Jim had one of those, what the waste packs, what are they called? Fanny pack. Fanny pack. So he's got yeah. a fanny pack on, and he in that fanny pack, he has a tape recorder. So right before we 
we go in there, he clicks on the tape recorder because, A, we wanted to talk to the people a little bit about what was going on, if anything, in that house. And, B, we wanted to see if we would pick up any, you know, any any EVPs. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're walking all through the house. We And the, to me, the attic used to be the most terrifying. Uh, when I walked up there, it was a little bit less terrifying than it was when I was a kid, but it still wasn't the friendliest place at all. So we get back down to the living room and we're talking to them. And I don't, I think you might've asked them, Jim, um, you know, if they've had any unusual activity. Now, what I'm about to explain, what I I want you to realize is you, the the listeners, is that the room we're going to mention right now um, was right under my bedroom when I was in that room where there was, you know, an old man. So um, in any event, Jim, do you want to mention what they told us or do you want me to tell it? You're talking about the chandelier dropping? Well, it was more than the chandelier, wasn't it? You go ahead and tell the story then. Okay. So what I remember, what I remember was he said that um, he was in the, you know, in the kitchen or the dinette and his wife was somewhere else. And all of a sudden they hear a huge crash and the, they go running, looking to see what, what happened. And in the dining room, and remember, the dining room was right under my bedroom. In the dining room, not only did the chandelier fall, but the ceiling fell. So they got an um, engineer who came in, and that engineer looked at the structure, and they could not figure out how or why that ceiling came down. So then... I asked them, so right away, Jim and I are looking at each other and going, uh, you know, know, something's up there. So then we ask about the door, that side door. And I said to them, so do you still have that side door off of the, um, you know, powder room there? And, you know, we go look at it and they have this big steel door. And I go, oh, you changed the door. And they go, yeah, we were broken into you know, several years ago. And, and that's when we changed the door, but it was just like, you know, kind of like one hit after the other, after the other. I don't remember if they said there was any other activity in that house. Do you remember? I I don't believe they said anything was, I mean, if it was, it was pretty minor and not, not easy to uh, say it wasn't something else, you know, stuff that, you know, knocking or something like that. There was, there was nothing much. Nothing like what you had experienced. Right. So in any event, you know, we finally say our goodbyes. We thank them very much for letting us have the tour. And um, somewhere along the way, when we were sitting there talking to them, um, Jim's tape recorder finished taping and it clicks (laughs) off. Right. (laughs) Right. So Jim and I knew what it was. So we look at each other, but I don't think they had a clue what was going on. Um, so in any event, we get back to my car and, um, Jim puts the tape recorder in the fanny pack in the back of the, in the back seat. And we decide we're going to go for Chinese food. So obviously I know where there's a good Chinese restaurant. So we head over there. Jim promptly took out the batteries. Don't remember. Don't forget. 
Oh, I don't remember that. So you took out oh, the yeah. batteries. In the, okay. So Jim takes Whenever out I the batteries. Slide, I take out the batteries. Okay. So Jim takes out the batteries in the tape recorder, puts it in the back. We're headed off to the Chinese restaurant. So we're talking a little bit about it. We figure when we, after we eat, we're going to put that tape in where, you know, we can really listen because we have an hour or two hour drive back to New York. So, you know, we could really listen to what, if we picked anything up on that on that tape. So um, on the way over to the Chinese restaurant, um, I initiated a divorce with my ex-husband. So I was talking to Jim about where things stood and what was going on and stuff like that. So in any event, we get to the Chinese restaurant. All we did when we were in the Chinese restaurant, I, I think, was talk about the house and different stuff like that. And then uh-huh. excitedly, we get back into the car um, and Jim takes the the fanny pack from the back seat and, you know, puts the batteries. No, and takes the tape no. out. No, I you put, put the, the tape in the, the car's tire. Yeah. Yes. And we start listening to it. And the only thing on that tape was the conversation that Jim and I had in the car after we left the house about my soon-to-be ex-husband and the divorce I was going through, and it taped it when there was no batteries in the in the tape recorder. All of all of the and we heard the tape recorder click off when we were in the house. So, but none of that was on that tape. Nothing else was on that tape, and I don't have any explanation for that. Jim, do you? No. Isn't that wild, though? Yep. I mean, I, I, to me, I just, I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. I can't explain it. And I can't explain other than, you know, all those loud boom sounds that I heard through the years in that house that finally something structurally happened to that house. I don't believe those boom sounds I was hearing was like the house settling. I mean, these were like loud crashes. And I believe whatever caused those loud crashes crashed through the ceiling in the dining room in in that house. And since then, I've never been back, so I have no idea what's going on there. I don't know if the same people live there. I mean, that was years ago. So So how how old were you when when you heard all the, the booms going on in the house? Um, I lived there up until I was 10 years old. So from the time I was, you know, old enough to really know anything till the time we left. But, but this is important. And I think I talked about this once on the show, but um, after many years later, you know, I was in high school in, you know, a nearby town, you know, because I live with my mom because my parents got divorced. So I live with my mom and um, my father still lived in the house. So my mother ended up moving to Pennsylvania and I was in my, you know, about to start or in the middle of my senior year in high school. And there was no way I was going to change schools. So I said, now nah, for six months, I'll stay with my father. So I took my dog and myself over to my father's house and I was staying there and um, one day I'm home and I hear that boom, that loud boom. Oh, and 
my daughter, at that point I had King. You never met King. And yep. he, he, King Ricky was his name. And he just looked up the stairs and tilted his head and started to snarl. And I grabbed him and ran out of the house and ran to my aunt's house. I mean, I got in my car. I was 17. So I got in my car, drove over to my aunt's house. Now I go in there and back in those days was like the Twiggy days. And we used to have all this black eyeliner with Twiggy things under our, you know, like Twiggy eyelashes under our eyes. So I'm crying and all the mascara and eye liners all driven down my face and I appear at my aunt's door. My aunt's is like a senior. It's my great aunt, my mother's aunt. And she thought, God forbid, I was raped or something. She didn't know what was going on until I could finally tell her what, oh, that boom. And then King saw something and he's growling and all this stuff. So um, she calls my father and she tells him and he comes home from work and he stops by my aunt's house. And I, I said, were you at the house? What was it? And he goes, no, I, I stopped by. I want to bring King over with me. And I go, no way. Are you taking my dog over to that house? And I made my father go over by himself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, nothing was out of place. Nothing was wrong. He couldn't find anything. And I remember another time, I think it was when I was, you know, home for those six months, for that six month period of time at my father's house, that I was on the phone with my mother and all of a sudden upstairs. Now, do you remember the old rotary dial phones? Sure. Okay. Okay. So in my bedroom, I had a princess push button phone and in my brother's room, there was a rotary dial phone. So I'm on the phone downstairs, and I don't remember what kind of phone we had downstairs, but I'm on the phone downstairs talking to my mother, and all of a sudden, I could hear the rotary dial phone, and I'm home alone, and I am telling her, and she says, call the police, call the police right now. So I hang up, and I call the police. So the police station's two blocks away, so they're there in five seconds. And, you know, and it was a small, I think the community that we lived in, the little town we lived in was all of like, um, you know, five blocks. And my father was the trustee of the town. So obviously when I called, they're literally coming right over. And he he's checking out the house and everything. And I'm back on the phone with my mother. And then he's standing next to me and he was saying to my mother, I think she should go somewhere else. There, you know, I'm not finding anything, but I think she should not stay here alone. And then all of a sudden, the rotary dial sounds. And I said, there it is. And the, the policeman looks upstairs, takes out his gun. And I said, it's in my brother's room. Heads up there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. So when I came back, when he came back down, he told my mother, definitely, I should go to my aunt's house and not stay at that house alone. And that was with a police officer there. Wow. Yeah. So that house, there was something going on there. I mean, you know, too really, really spooky to me. It really is. So yeah. it's almost surprising that the people who live there, you know, maybe they just thought the house was creaking or something or didn't pay attention to loud booms. I think or, we asked them that. Didn't we ask them if there was ever a loud boom? And that's when they told us about the ceiling collapsing? Um, I don't remember. I remember we asked them. We, we, you know, we prompted 
their information and they gave us that, but I don't think they talked about anything, anything else. Oh, all right. Um, and you know, it was funny cause they, they asked me about my brother and I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember this. And I said, why, you know him? And he, and they said, no, going up to the attic, it has my brother's name. Uh, you know, That's I right. wrote yeah. it as kid, is a jerk. And when we went, <laughs> and when we went back up, into the attic. It was still there on the it wall. Was still there. I mean, That's that, right, yeah. that blew me away. I mean, I think I would have repaint, you know, painted over it, but they must've thought it was cute or something. Um, right. you know, so, but that's the story of the haunted house that I grew up in. So, um, Ryan. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. It is. So if Jim brings you over some ghosts, then you could call me and, I'll arrange with Jim and I to come over and do some ghost busting. But the reality of it is Jim will know who he brought over. So I wonder if he's going to bring over something really scary or what? Well, the boy, how like nice I'll entertain him for a night, you know, we'll, we'll have a movie night with the family. You can come and sit, but I don't really want him here for the long time. You just said you wanted a ghost. Hey, Ryan, no, I who are you going to call, man? What I'm just to know. You know. Who are you going to call, man? I know. I'm going to call the Elkin Busters. You know? <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. You better pick up, you know, or I got to move. I don't want to move. I just want to keep. The way I hear it, the way I hear it, you're making money and I'm not. So, you know what? <laughs> uh, all right. I'll babysit the ghost then. Oh, I'll on. put him to Hope work. I got yard work to do. Maybe the ghost can help with the yard. I always wish I would have a ghost that would be helpful, at least around the house, like dust and nice. vacuum and stuff. Then I would welcome it. You know, Then that would be really Casper the friendly ghost. Casper the cleaning ghost. I love it. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe we can come up with something. Make well, a lot I of money. Casper didn't usually end up being much help at all, actually. Usually he made a mess, bigger mess. He always had good intentions. He always had great intentions, yeah, and and really bad outcomes. Aw, poor Casper. I used to love that show. God, I'm really dating myself. Tweety, Casper. Um, But there there have been shows out there with, I remember there was like a married couple that were ghosts that used to live in the house before. And I Topper. thought they were very helpful. Who were they? Topper. Topper. No, there right? was another one. But Topper, I remember too. I just don't remember the specifics of Topper. But he was a helpful ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then there was this other couple that were ghosts too. And I thought they were very helpful. Oh, so, oh yeah. I forgot their name. Yeah. Um, I thought it began with an F. Like the shippers or something. It was the opposite story where the 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 British gentleman was the resident of the house and they haunted it, the the husband and wife. Oh, That's rather right. than being like the topper situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never realized that that it was the yeah. opposite situation. Um, yeah. Well, um, maybe you know synchronicity. It'll end up popping on, you know, TV one night. Go, ah, there they are. There they are. Yeah, because something very synchronistic happened the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was really, really synchronistic. Um, did we ever do a show on synchronicity? 
I don't think we no. did. I think that's no. a good topic. I do. do you, no, I, you didn't like didn't. that topic. Did you like? Did you not like that topic, Jim? But it's it's hard for me to distinguish between that and karma because they they're the same thing in my mind. Oh, yeah, we did karma. See, I I see it a little bit different. I do. But there was something very synchronistic that happened. I just wish I could remember it. But in any there, there event, was something, there was something oh, I wanted I, to add to one of one of uh, Ryan's questions when he was talking about um, spirits and stuff like that. I've walked into a lot of houses where there, there. I mentioned one, the, the the neighbor of mine, sorry, a friend of mine who who had a cat that died. But a lot of people have cats or dogs, and when I walk into the house and sitting on the couch and talking with them, I can see the cat out of my the corner of my eye. Yeah. That was about seeing ghosts. That's what the question was, and I, I was like, I think most people do that. They just don't pay attention to it because they just assume that that cat lives here, and then they find out later maybe it doesn't. You know, shoot, that spoke. So, so you like check check that when you go to somebody's house and you kind of see out of the corner of your eye a, a cat or a dog, some kind of motion. You say, "Do you have a cat?" Just to see. And they'll say no, and then you'll know it was a spirit cat. You you actually saw something, yeah. You know, there was something the other day on one of those paranormal shows um, where the guy. It was like you could see it. They were video, videotaping something under the sheets, and it was actually uh-huh. elevated and raised up, and it was moving around. And he would put his hand on it as if he was like put, you know, squashing it, and it would go down. And then two seconds later, it'd pop up again somewhere else. And he said he wasn't the slightest bit spooked because that was the side of the bed that his cat or dog always slept on and that was uh-huh. the same motion that you know I think with the dog it probably was the dog because it was like going in circles and then finding a spot and plopping down and he just had that feeling that that was the manifestation from a dog see for me that would spook the heck out of me as much as I love my dogs and the ones that pass on for me it's enough if they show up in my dreams I don't really want to be seeing things, you know, as much as I do all this work, it's, it has always scared me, you know, when you Uh start seeing them or you get these, um, you know, physical manifestations that does spook me. It really does. When you you get stuff like that, it could be a little freaky. Uh, If you would have seen this, if you would have seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's a paranormal uh, cut on camera has it a lot uh it's a it's a it's a viral ghost video that's on the internet and it's picked up by a lot of shows and and presented as if it's original material um i i'm not sure about it because there's a lot of ways that i could think of how i could do that i don't know that that doesn't mean it's fake but i just not sure about it i'd have to i'd have to uh actually see it happening in order for me to be happy with that but I get it. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty freaky. I've seen some things that are just as frightening that aren't necessarily that easy to to fake. Um, and uh, so so it's true that there is phenomena that happens that that uh, can be spooky. You know, that's one thing I've really wanted to do. You know, maybe on a video is take you know two or three really unusual. Um, you know, viral videos about some paranormal activity or something 
and, you know, really break it down and see what we uh-huh. end up coming up with. I mean, uh-huh. is that something that would interest you to do? Um, sure, sure. Um, I, I, there's an awful lot of debunking that can go on, too. I mean, I spend a lot of time on the the, the Facebook, not a lot of time, but I spent some time, you know, looking at some of the stuff that people bring up on the Cut on Camera Facebook uh, page, which is basically inspired by the show. Um, oh. and, and people put stuff out there, and it's like it's clearly – one thing, and they're saying, "Oh, this is a this is a perfect example of something else." And I'm like, "No, it's a perfect example of what happens when you take a flash picture in a rainstorm. That those aren't orbs; those are raindrops. You know, <laughs> they don't like me when I do that." But <laughs> right, I didn't even know they had a you know a page or a group or anything like that. They do, but yeah. if they were really good ones, you know, like really really good ones, I'm not saying that we could totally debunk it, but maybe we could. Or I can at least give you my psychic perspective and you can give a more technical or, you know, more skeptical uh-huh. perspective. Mm-hmm. And if there is some, you know, I'm not saying we have to physically go through doing a debunking, but, you know, you could come up with probably one or two or more scenarios of how, like you just did, you know, like sure. that's not an orb. And even, you know, sometimes you see orbs and is it, you know, a, a speck of dust or is it really an orb? Yeah. Um, or bug you know, or whatever, but, yeah. Right. But when we go through, um, uh, you know, when we do that that paranormal video that we had talked about last week, I have a bunch of pictures and other things like that that, you know, we could actually talk about and, um, you know, discuss. Because, you know, me, I believe everything. I mean, it's always, to me, it's always something. Because I believe it is. You know, you're much more skeptical, blah, 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 skeptical <laughs> about things. <laughs> but you are more skeptical about things. So, yeah. um, you know, you may see things from a different perspective. So that might be interesting. But I am curious to know what kind of callers we have on today. And, you know, maybe we could take one or two callers and then discuss a little bit about more paranormal stuff and what's going on out there. Excellent. All right. Uh, Well, we had Katie, uh, but I don't know. She might've got disconnected. Uh, So she calls back, Katie, we'll, we'll get back to you. She was on deck. We also have uh, the returning. uh, He called last week about that whole, uh, had the ghost matter, uh, Sonny, the older gentleman. Uh, We'll get him on. Hello? 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 Yes. Hey, How you doing, buddy? <laughs> what? Welcome back, Sonny. How you doing? Yeah, oh. what's going on? Oh, there you are. I didn't know what was going on. So it's Did kind of we weird, wake you? you know? No, no, no. I just thought I, you know, I was on hold for a while. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I guess it's kind of zoning out a little bit and trying to watch what I was doing, you know. <laughs> but um, you were talking about <coughs> excuse me, I think I'm getting sick. Oh, um, yeah, I'm coughing and stuff and getting a little bit of a fever, so I gotta watch myself. Oh, but I, I, you know, I've been uh, trying to stay home as much as I can. But, but uh, um, I had like a couple of weird experiences even since like last week. Um, I um. Like in the middle of the night, like like 
my smoke detector would go off like like and you were talking about how like a watch or something or um, yeah with, with you know like something with the battery or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like like uh <coughs> excuse me I was like you know in, in the middle of, like sleeping and all of a sudden like the beep on the smoke detector went and I and I so I get up and I put my light on and everything else and and um. And like it doesn't beep again, you know, and and it happened like twice, and it freaked me out, you know, and 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 I I uh, I, I, had, I replaced the battery in it, and um, you know, and then then it, it happened again. Wow. And I don't I don't know like 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 it's, it's so how long does like, it go? Just out of curiosity, how long does it go off for? No, it just like it just it just beeps like a, a, oh, it just the beep as if the battery yeah. is dead. It's a low battery signal. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but, uh, but I replaced the battery. I, I, it's, it, yeah. and, and it didn't go like like I have these smoke detectors that like they 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 beep you know like they they beep every once in a while and when it gets right. like the, the the time in between it gets like like less you know as it goes on as it as the battery wears down. Yeah. And, so, so, Sonny, um, how yeah. how old is your how old is your detector? How old is it? Oh, just a couple of years old. It's not. It's not. I know. Like after like seven years, you got to toss them. You know. I, That's I, right. I That's what I was asking. I, I, yeah. I understand that, but this one I didn't is know so, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and they can do funny things. Years. They can they can do funny things, and and some of them are actually designed to beep after they've reached their their dead date. So they, they you, yeah. you can replace the batteries all you want to. So it sounded like that's what's happening, but got it. You did you did but the right I, thing. I put, I put a new battery in, and uh, yeah, you know it's been you know it's been okay, but it's just it's just like but it did go off once with the new battery, like just a chirp. You yeah. know it didn't it didn't you know didn't make much noise you know, but it it, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. When they're first starting to get low, they'll do that. They'll they'll beep, and then like five or ten minutes later, it'll beep again. Not a very frequent beep. Um, and then as they get closer, they get more frequent. Um, are you sure the battery you put in is is fresh? Yeah. Okay. But even if yeah. it isn't fresh, um, the sheer fact that he does have some sort of paranormal activity. It can oh, be yeah. draining the batteries, even if they're sitting sure. there in his, you know, drawer mm-hmm. or something. Absolutely. That's so even though, it's you know, even though you it's think it's a fresh... Yeah, yeah it's it, more like... It's, go ahead, I'm sorry. So it's more likely if it's actually in a device than if it's just sitting in a drawer. Usually oh, they don't touch true? batteries. That are in, yeah, that's why I, I take batteries out of things. <laughs> that's why I take oh, batteries I out of things. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know it's a that. circuitry that that makes like an well, antenna that they can. I don't know what's from. going on, it, 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 and it goes off to you like like at the most odd times, you know. It, 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 yeah. You just don't know when it's going to go off. Now, when and, and, when uh, it goes yeah. off, uh, does it scare you, or are you do you just take notice of it? Well, it depends. Like if I'm sound asleep, it goes off. It scares me, you know. And or if I'm getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and it actually, you know, it, it beeps and and it's scary. You know, if I'm if I'm away from it, you know, um, then I just oh, oh there, you know, it it will beep 
and you know I won't be that scared because the, the sound is not you know it's, it's not right on top of me. You know, so it, it I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it, I don't know one in it. And, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it's not, you know, and like I said, there's new batteries in there. It's, it's I don't know, but but um. Is what, it the same what? device that's always doing this? Because just for starters, I would just, even if it's just a couple of years old, I would try, you know, swapping out the, switching out the device and getting a new, um, you know, uh, fire detector or smoke detector. Just try, sw- yeah. sw- you know, switching that out if you can. And if you still have the problem, um you know, you don't want anybody to come and check things out. So no. it's hard. Right. Why? Why Why are you so hesitant? I don't want anybody in my house. You know so I mean? it's hard. It's hard to know exactly what's going on without being able to get certain readings on things and actually walking through the location. I mean, from the things that you have described to us. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. What? Did you hear that? No. Oh, what happened? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I hear it. Oh. Hold on a minute. Oh, that's yeah, kind that, of weird. It's really going freaky, actually. That, that is really weird. I got the chills. Oh, man. And, and, and it stops. Now it's going to be done for who knows when. It comes back. But that was actually the alarm the... went off. It wasn't just beeping. That was the actually the alarm. Uh, kind of taking away from it. Now, where, what room is that in? That's in my living room. Now I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm not going to now, stay is that, the, is that the one that usually goes off? Or usually um, leaks at I, you? I, 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 I think it is. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Because like, well, sometimes I'm, when it goes off, I'm asleep. So I, I just hear the beep. And, and that, that was actually a little bit more than it normally does. It... <laughs> It's usually like like one beep or two. That kind of like this went on a little bit of a like a rampage or something. I don't know what's going on with that thing. Well, but, I would. Um, could that I be would, a ghost? Yes, it could, could be. be. That could be a ghost. That, I like, would, it hears that like we're talking about it, so it starts draining yeah. batteries. Well, to me, yeah, we uh, were talking about coming in and doing work, and he said, "No, I don't want anyone in my house," and it started to go out, off. So to me, that's a sign oh, right. he that. Doesn't want anything in the house. Well, or that it does, and it wants somebody to communicate with it to understand what's going on, one or the other. Um, I would, I have two suggestions, but you're sick, and I do not want you going out, so I want you to order yeah. this from Amazon. Um, and I want you to contact your doctor tomorrow. Um, let them do a video, you know, an e-health thing, because yeah, the clock is his, his office is closed. Yeah. No, you can. Um, a lot of doctors, most doctors are doing video work, so you can get online video and talk with or them. Or even, even in my state, they're saying, um, or call the health, the local health department, and they'll hook you up right. with someone or or All enable right. you to get the test because that causes yeah, trouble. Yeah, I don't think I have coronavirus. Well, you don't know. you've got something. You've got something, yeah. and you need to look into it. If, if you got a fever right. and a cough, it's it's two of the two of the best signs. You, how's your yeah. sense of smell? How's your sense of smell right now? I was now? just going to ask him that. And taste. Well, and what? And taste. Your ability to my, taste my food. Taste? Um, 
yeah, my taste is okay, uh, you know, and, and okay. <laughs> my smell, I, I don't know, I haven't smelled anything. I, I, uh, I have mm. to smell something. I, there's nothing, there's nothing cooking here, nothing. I don't know what's, what I can smell. There's no flowers okay. in the house, you know, so okay. I don't know what to smell. But, but, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I, I told you last last week about uh, about my 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 grandfather. And it got even worse than what I said last week. I was like, uh, like, uh, I, I was I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden, like, like, it starts slapping me in the back of my head. And I turn around, and he's not there. He's like, and I look up at the shower head, and I'm like, like, and he's like, like not there. And, and so I start washing myself, and I kind of stayed like facing the shower head and then bam smacked me in the head again like on the other side like and I couldn't when I turn around there's nothing there and I'm like like this is like this is this is crazy this is nuts and and like and when when does this ghost or, or grandfather like when when does he say when like enough already well, I don't think it's your grandfather that's doing that. I don't. Um, and who would it be? I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard for us to say from a distance, but um, I don't think it's your grandfather. And um, <clears throat> I do think on, you know, maybe there is someone else who can do a remote cleansing of your house. Um you know, I need to physically be there, but you might be able to find someone online who could do a remote cleansing, um, hmm. and maybe that would help. But I would suggest that you order for yourself, um, obviously, new batteries and a new smoke detector. And I would also order um, a sage, a smudge stick that's, that has definitely a sage. I mean, sometimes there's sage and something else. It could be white sage. It could be any kind of stage but it's a smudge stick and where, you where do you get something like that you can get it on amazon and um you know just order your batteries your oh. smoke detector and um a smudge a smudge stick from and they're not expensive from amazon and i would highly and also order frankincense incense is that it going off again yeah, I just I, I I'm gonna have to take it down and take the batteries out. That's something to do. I'm sorry yeah. about that. No, I I find it very interesting. Oh. Um, but I Is would it suggest just, that like him talking about, it or he can hear the conversation. Can he hear me if it's a ghost? Yes. Who? Oh, yeah. He can. The ghost can hear me. Sure. Yes. What the hell? How is he over here? <laughs> You can hear the phone lines. I mean, this is weird. There's no yeah, time in the phone lines. We see so, things in this dimension, you know, uh, with with time and space. But in spirit, there's no time and space. That's mm. why I think you could probably get somebody to do a remote cleansing. Um, I I I've never done that. I am always physically at a location. Yeah. But, you know, I'll try it. But I would say do all those things. Use the salt and water. Um, If you have a lot of disarray in your house, 
um, that that also, believe it or not, it's not good. Um, mm. You know, try to get some order into your house and try to get rid water? of their order. Order, oh, O-R-D-E-R. Get water into the house. No, you already have water in your basement, so we don't want yeah. any more. Um, no, right. get some water. If you have, you know, things piled up or a mess or disorganization, none of that is real helpful when you're in the middle of having a haunting. Um, you're better off trying to cleanse things. But what I would do, there's two things I would do. I would keep a bottle of um, salt and water next to me. And anytime you feel anybody touching you, I want you to turn around and spray in that direction and say, get out. I command hmm. you to get out. And you hmm. say it with, with true force. And, and you could open a door, you could open a window and say, get out and get out now. You're not welcome hmm. here. Get out and spray out. that whole area, but don't let it get away with it. See, you're doing what I used to do, and that's your feeding into it. The more scared you get, the more it throws you off, the more it, power you're giving it, regardless if it's real or if somehow you're manifesting it. And trust me, I've gone through that. I remember one time I woke up in the middle of the night, and the digital clock, Jim, do you remember this? The digital clock said, help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, I got the chills and I, I looked at it and I looked at it and it said, help me. Now, did I manifest that with my own fears? Mm. Did I mean, how does a clock that that does numbers spell out help me? Yeah, I mean, like, like oh. I feel like I got like, like 25 different issues and I, I don't you know, like like. My legs have been all bruised up, like, but and and I, um, excuse me, that like and 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 like I'm not doing anything like rough during the day or anything. It's just like I, like I wake up and my my legs are bruised, and um and then it kind of heals during the daytime, and I go back to sleep at night, and I wake up and and there's some more bruises on my leg, and what part of your leg, the like ankles like, or. Like, no, it's a little above the ankle and a little below the kneecap. It's like it, it, every once in a while it gets almost like black and blue, and and um, you know, and it itches. And it itches. Do your, do your calves yeah, get I mean, swollen? I, 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 excuse me. Do your calves get swollen? Um, no, not that much swollen, but it just starts okay. to scratch. And I, I mean, I, I, I put I put some cream on it, you know, and. Uh, that helps a little bit, but but it's like it, it kind of it gets are all you, red you, and pussy. Are you taking a blood thinner? No. Okay. No. And and um um and then like I'll get up and then finally get going, take a shower, get smacked in the head a couple of times, get out of the shower, and I look down and and you know like like the bruises are kind of gone and and. And I'm like, what so that when about? you get smacked in the head, does that hurt, or do you just get scared? Is it a light tap, or is it a big smack? It's kind of a big smack, really. I don't, I don't really get hurt, but it slows me off. And then, and then every once in a while, I fall on my ass in the shower, and, and <sighs> I have those little the these stick of things like like you know the anti like slipping you know 
it's like these little flowers that have like you know uh, right right you know it, it, it's it's you know it's like putting salt down in on the driveway or something but it, 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 I um you know so I just um you know sometimes I fall you know and, and but it's not it's not like a tap it's just kind of like a hit and. And I mean, my head's okay. I mean, but it just takes me a little time to, to rebound, you know, to, to like because like, I'm shocked that it happened because it, it always catches me off guard. Um, let me ask you about the bruises on your legs. Did they hurt? Yeah, but then, but then, but then they go away after a while. And they, Are they, they in they, any like particular said, shape? Are they like bite marks? Are they? Um, knuckle marks. I mean, what is it? And and when you say you wake up with it, um, are do you are you aware of pain before you see the bruises on your legs? Um, well, yeah. Well, I, I I feel the pain, and then I look down on my leg, and then I see what what's going on down there. You know, that's 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 then I get a little freaked out. You know, and then then I'll you know I'll put some ointment on it. And it'll it'll simmer it down a little bit, but. It's like it's almost like it's a combination of like with these little welts and and and, um, and like poison ivy. It's just it's really weird. And um, and then during the daytime, like later in the day, it goes away. So I'm thinking, oh, good, it's getting better. I go back to sleep, and you know, I wake up and there it is again. Do you? And, is um, there anything like um, what kind of? What do you wash your linens with? I mean, you know, could you use a free and clear detergent just to eliminate, you know, any irritation from, you know, sheets or anything of that nature? I, I don't know. I just use Tide, you know, Tide Pods. Um, I would I just use. suggest using a free and clear for now. But since you don't want anybody physically in your home, I would say you're going to have to handle this on your own with, I would say, salt and water, um, saging. But you're going to have to be very firm anytime anything touches you to say, stop, no, get out, and be firm about it. If it's your grandfather or if it's someone else, and I feel it's someone or something else, and that's why he left the house to you. You weren't even that close with him. Um, no. you know, rather than people that he loved, you know, he knew and loved and that were closer to him because he knew there was something in that house. Yeah. Nobody talks to me anymore because they, they, they thought, why did he leave me the house? Right. And that's, I think, adding to the negative energy about the house. And I feel in a way, that's why I'm not convinced yet that you're not manifesting this yourself as oh. a punishment. Um, because nobody's talking to you and everybody's upset with you and um, it's caused a whole havoc, um, you know, in your family that he left you the home. You know, that was yeah. his choice. He wanted you to have yeah. the home. So I think, you know, the best thing for you is try to find that, you know, acceptance place and that, that safe and happy place where you're grateful you have the house, you know, it's it's lovely and and stuff like that. But I also feel, um, what, what was your grandfather's name again? I recall it was Larry. I think Larry. Larry. Um, because I just heard, actually I do think the slap in the head is him. Um, because I feel he's not tremendously happy with the way you're, you're not caring for his home. Um, I'm not, I'm taking care of his home. I mean, I, 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 
I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing any of this stuff myself. No, I'm not smacking myself in the head. And I'm not giving myself, I'm not giving myself a rash and, and uh, welts on my on my ankles and that can go above my ankle. I'm not. Um, the house is, could you, you know, could you explain how that could happen? How, how the how a person he's can taking... manifest this stuff. Um, you know, oh, about and, themselves, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what that's what most people think that a, a poltergeist is. Most researchers mm-hmm. who are really working with poltergeists, they don't seem to have any real interaction with the person as if it's a spirit, but it's actually the person who's experiencing the poltergeist activity who's generating it. So um, it's not unusual for these kinds of things uh, to be a reflection of what something is what's going on in some part of you is, uh, is trying to speak to you subconsciously, uh, probably through outward actions like this, if they can't seem to get your attention from the inside. You know, Sonny, it could be guilt. It could be um, um, anger. You know, it could be any pent-up emotion that actually does manifest. Because, as Jim said, oftentimes the poltergeist activity is generated from within, believe it or not. Wow, I mean, like, uh, well, I'm not doing it intentionally. And, and no, no, you know, no, it, not, you're not. Don't take responsibility for it, but but understand that it's something that could be a reflection of something inside of you. And just try and wow. try and get to know what that 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 thing is, what it is, it's the message is, and maybe that'll help to stop it. And and I think that you know that's why when I said to you before, well, how did you how do you feel when that happens? Um, be very aware of your emotion. Like if you're getting slapped in the head, you know, you might even say, what's that about? Why are you doing that? That's unacceptable. You know, but ask yourself what you're feeling in that moment. Are you feeling fear? Are you feeling guilt? Are you feeling, you know, whatever the well, emotion I'm like, is? I'm like holding on. I'm holding on for my dear life because I'm, I'm going to fall in the tub. You know, it's like, like, because it happens, like, whack, you know, and then and I'm like, there, like, ready to fall down, and then I, I turn around and look up at the, you know, the shower head or wherever I'm facing, and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, and, and, and that hits me again, and I'm like, turn around again, and like, like, and there's nobody there, and I, um, and sometimes it'll happen, you know, two times, sometimes three times, it, I, I, it, it depends, and it's like, I don't even want to get in the shower anymore. Do you have any other showers? No, just that one. And, and, and you know, the other one, I, I have another one. It's just not working good. So I'm, well, not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to go in there. Well, but, um, but, you know. I, I think start with some of the suggestions that we've given you um, and see where that takes you. The sage is very, very powerful, but I would really start reflecting inward. Field. An orange, orange peel, juice? right. Oh, orange now, peel? Yeah, yeah Jim, you want to re- revisit that? Actually, ma- mandarin peel, peels are the best thing. Oh, I love uh, mandarin oranges. Yeah, if, if you just take the peels, because they come right off in a really nice thin uh, uh, layer, instead of like an orange peel that's usually big and fat. Uh, yeah. And uh, you let them dry for a day or two until they get really hard so you can break them. With your, you know, just by pulling on them or twisting them, they'll break. Yeah. And that's dry enough that they can start with a with a flame. And you yeah, yeah. Can you, you, know, um, you said like like salt and water? Like, I, can I just use seltzer? 
No, I don't know. No. So I, I would just, just use salt, salt water. and water. Yeah, and, salt water. And I would, I would get a spray bottle and be spraying it. It's going to leave a, a salt residue, so be aware of that. But I would spray it in corners. I would spray it in the air. I would spray it in the direction of what's ever hitting you. But you ha- instead of showing fear, you've got to sort of find the that place with yourself and take back your power and right. start owning. This is my house. Get out. If you want to yeah. stay here, yeah. you're going to have to stay <laughs> on my terms. You okay, stop. This touching. is my house. Get out. Right. Yeah. Okay. But right now you're letting it intimidate you and scare you and you're giving it more power by doing it. <sighs> yeah. and, and opening the conversation may be a way for you to reach into whatever it is in you that could be the source of it all. Mm. So well, it's good to have a conversation with it. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I'm just, when something happens, I just, you know, I just get, I get frightened. I mean, I, I'm, you know, sure. Uh, it, it depends on what is, what is happening at the time, you know, and, uh, oh. no, no doubt. So it's, you can still, you can still have the conversation. Yeah. Well, try some of this stuff. I mean, the salt and water, yeah. order, order the sage, get some mandarin oranges, um, and dry out, and then do you need anything to ignite it to make it burn, Jim? Oh, hold do you on. Know? No. Again, I heard it. I, I heard it. Get out. I no, you're. Hmm. I actually felt something shift when you said that. The last get out, go away, was good. The beginning one was fear, but then you, you mm. got more power. Yeah, well, I was. I, I wasn't expecting it to go off. That's what happens. It always catching you off guard. But is that, you usually, you said it just beeps, not goes off. Now it's going off. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah now, now like that was more than it usually goes. I mean, I, I think that was even more than last time. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Go take the, ba- for right now, take the battery out. And okay. get a new, get a new smoke detector. Post it. I mean, Ryan, do we have other callers? If it, we do, but if that thing goes off with no batteries in it, then I would say move, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I would that. agree with that. I would. But, I don't know um, if I yeah, we, do have, we do have other if that callers. Happens to me, but, if that happens to me, I'm going to drop dead on the spot. <laughs> but, I think um, I would too. But, you know, try some. Try to do something. Right now you're just fine. Okay. And I know it's scary. It's, I, I, yeah. I'm not good with hauntings. You know, I, I could go to other people's houses, but I'm not good when I'm living with it. Um, so I understand. I really, really do. But you have to do something. You can't just okay. let it intimidate you. Okay. All right. All right, keep us posted. Let us know. If <laughs> All right. Going. Please look into your health because I'm I'm okay. concerned. Yeah, my throat's hurting me too. It's almost so like dried out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think you need to contact somebody tomorrow. Yeah, I would do it really okay. soon. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I will. I will. Okay. All right. I got your number down. If you want to call us back for another episode, let us know what's going on. Okay. All right. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. All right. Thank take you, care. Tommy. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. I'm more concerned about his health than anything else. I don't know. That yeah. that stuff was going. I don't know. But that alarm thing, that was freaking me out. 
Yeah. If well, I, if well, I'm, you, not, I'm leaving. I'm moving out. I'm moving out. That's me. <laughs> you, you're the one if who that wants thing is going off you want every to, time, you want, and especially whenever I talk about it, it goes off. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, but you said you want it. See, when you're living with it, yeah, it's but be it's scary. Well, he says he has it for a while. I only want a one night ghost. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't know if you can make those arrangements. Okay, I want a haunting for one night. That's not me saying it. That's Ryan saying it. I don't want hauntings That's it, here yeah, at all. One so night. That's all I want. out. No one's welcome here, so just go. No. I know. He yeah. tried. He did seem like he tried when it beats, but, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really sound that impactful. I guess you have to really mean it to get him out. Yeah, but that last but, words that he said, actually, I could out. feel yeah. a shift. I could feel a shift in the energy. So the beginning yeah. ones was total fear, but then he got it's, it's, a little bit stronger. And it's not about anger or, or fear. You don't want to have too much of those kind of emotions going on. It's just confirmed, Strength. being strong, right. being right. convinced. Just, you know, this is, this is not where you belong. Right. You don't have to I yell mean, and scream and get a lot of anger. Right. No, you're right. Fear is just going to feed into it. Right. But, but I did hear that last sound that he made, you know, that last words he said, I could feel a shift. So hopefully if he keeps that up, that will help. But I think he needs everything, the orange peels, the, um, you know, sage. I would hit it with everything. Hit it with everything. I like it. That's pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the next yep. caller. All right. All right. Who do we have? Uh, I have been locked in on uh, your story to his story. I haven't even got the phone call, but she's on right now. Hello. I know we're with you. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Going once? Give give Going it a phone. second. They... Sometimes they, they're unmuting. Right. Oh, my Muting. Well, I will find out who the other callers are. Maybe that one... It's just listening because Katie said she was just calling to listen. She didn't have a story. So maybe oh. just listen. Uh, all, right, all right. I'll screen. And you guys talk right. what uh, Sonny can do uh, a little. I mean, do you think – you don't think it's the grandfather. That's what you said, correct? Well, I, I'm not saying the grandfather isn't there. Obviously, he says he's seeing the grandfather, but I do know that ghosts or spirits can manifest as other beings. You know, and and especially if the if the being is being mean to him, I'm concerned about that. You know, I remember what he asked us last week. Could I take a gun and shoot him? And I don't usually see ghosts in full 3D, you know, in human form. <laughs> so for me, that's yeah. like, you know, that's I don't even know what to say about that. I really don't. I mean, if it's that real to him, um, I don't know. Uh, that's why I, it would be so great to for him to get someone in there to do some work. I don't think he needs an exorcism at this point because it, it doesn't seem like, um, you know, there's something in him except his own fear and, and you know, whatever is that pent-up emotion. But, um you know, I do think his house needs a good clearing and probably numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. A clearing. All right. Well, we got it's caller time. All right. And it's one of my favorites. 
it's Katie she called back. We finally got Katie back. Hooray. And, uh, she's ready to <laughs> chat it up. Katie, Hi. are you getting slapped in the shower? What is going on? <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Oh my uh, God! No, I, I, no, no, not by, no. But God. um, I wouldn't even <laughs> tell, tell you up, the Katie? things. I've had different things happen. I've had like I used to um just take pictures of my room just randomly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I started to see things in the pictures. So I would take like a I went, one time I took a picture of my window. And there was just face in the window. And I had sent it to people, and everybody could see the face in the window. Mm-hmm. And then I would see, like, I would I would take pictures. Like, sometimes I had clothes hanging up, and then I would be able to see faces and different things in the clothes. Like, I, it, yeah. So, I mean, I've had different experiences. Um, I um, One time I, I had an uncle that passed away. And I used to have candles, and I felt that he was communicating with me through the candle because I was asking the candle questions. And then the and flame would respond. Yes, yes. It yes. would act a certain way when I asked it the question and different things. And then I was um, actually a feng shui person was coming over to my place at that time. And she and the and she came and the door had like pushed closed. But part of it was when she was like, no, 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 that's the spirit. And then we had discussed it. And then she helped my, my uncle, you know, go on to the other side. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah, that, that's yeah. perfect. I mean, that's exactly what I like to see. You know, as far as the photos go, do you still have the photos around? Could you email us no. something? No, I mean, I may. Have, I don't know if I sent it to someone on to someone through Facebook also, but no, this was like a while ago. I haven't taken any pictures from <laughs> around my place in a while. No, this was um, this was quite a few uh, a few years ago. But um, I would love to, love to, love to, like, channel and get messages. Like, I'm always talking to angels and asking my angels for guidance. And I always see this number called, which is 1133. And my, that was my grandmother's building that we uh, all grew up in. So I, every time I see that, I kind of think about my uncle or or like my angel, like I just happen to always see the number, like the time, 1133. I just always happen mm. to catch it when the clock turns to 1133. Right. Um, so I feel like maybe, you know, they're trying to tell me something. Or, but I would love to speak with my angels and get guidance and all of that type of stuff. Well, it, you know, there, there are many, many ways to develop, you know, the ability to do mm-hmm. that. But I think the first and most important thing is, to really start talking to them and let them know. And even if you mm-hmm. don't hear back, um, mm-hmm. just listen, sometimes just in meditation or just in, um, you know, before you go to bed, just say, you know, even in my dreams, you know, start communicating with me. Let me know who's around me. Um, any way like that. See, I've tried all that. and It doesn't work for me. I, mm-hmm. I do it my way, but, what happens is I think if you start opening the line of communication, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, sometimes I could just be, you know, um, making dinner and all of a sudden messages will start coming through 
and I'll mm-hmm. jot them down and I'll say, gee, this feels like, you know, it's for me. It feels like it's for another client, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pass mm-hmm. the various messages on. But one thing you have to do when you're starting to develop this ability, and I'm actually going to mm-hmm. do a video on YouTube sometime mm-hmm. in the near future about developing mm-hmm. your psychic abilities and your own intuition is trust mm-hmm. whatever comes through. Just trust it. Don't sit there and go, well, now it's not this. Or, oh, it can't be that or anything. Because I'll tell you, as a psychic, every single mm-hmm. time thing comes through and I don't say it, the next words mm-hmm. out of the client's mouth are the same things that came through. So if I even, sometimes I get um, sort of like an image or a feeling or a memory of my own, of something mm-hmm. that happened to me, I examine how did that make me feel, what was going on in my life, because I know that's mm-hmm. a direct message for my clients. Um, you know, so yeah. it becomes a matter of trusting the feelings. And even if you start, and when I hear things, it's not like this other voice. It's my mm-hmm. voice in mm-hmm. my own head that's talking to me, but you, I know it's my guys. You know, I know you, that there's a greater power out there that I'm tapping into that are giving me this information because sometimes, uh, and then I'll let you say what you were going to say. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be doing a reading and all of a sudden my mm-hmm. guys, I'll hear my guys go, ah, 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 it's blah, 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 because they mm-hmm. see a bigger picture than what I'm able to see. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's learning, but it's all about opening up. I mean, you know, one way that I do it and Jim and I used to work like this all the time is we take a deck of cards. It doesn't matter if it's a mm-hmm. regular deck of cards or a tarot deck and don't look at the card, put it between your hands, just start rubbing your hands and feel that card and start mm-hmm. taking note of what it is. If it's that hot, is it cold? Is it red? Is it black? Is it picture? Is it, oh. you know, um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it what, whatever you feel and just make note mm-hmm. of it. And it isn't so much trying to pick up the physicality of what's on that mm-hmm. card, but it's the mm-hmm. feeling. Like there's some times that I would hold the card, like when I was first mm-hmm. starting out, and I would feel cold and I would feel mm-hmm. um, um, you know, like birds or something, you know, like I would almost hear the wings of birds and then I would look at the card and then I, it would be nothing like what I picked up, but Jim would say something to me like, look, they're holding a chalice and you were feeling mm-hmm. the cold or there's water in that card or something. And there's always an association. And if you start trusting that association, you're opening that door for that intuition to start coming through because it is all about intuition. And if you want to talk to your angels, start talking to them and start asking them their names and throughout. And then don't, don't sit around waiting the whole day for an answer, go about your business and all of a sudden something's going to pop into your head and you're going to know that was your angel and that that was the name. There's another piece too. You you want to be able to gain the skill to be able to clear your mind and just wait. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's what happens. And the first thought that pops into your head, you go, "Oh, that was," you know. You just start going with it. But then you you think back and you go, "Where did that thought come from?" You yeah. Know? Okay. And what? And then yeah. Get, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was no, just going to say what Jim is really explaining is truly what meditation is. A lot of people think mm-hmm. meditation is like this, what we do with guided meditation or having an mm-hmm. intent. 
But what Jim mm-hmm. explained is truly what meditation is. We sit and we wait and we listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, letting the thoughts go out your brain. I was going to say, actually, as you were talking, I really, um, well, two things. I really remembered uh, maybe about a month ago, I was sleeping and some a vo- the, it was like a voice, but the voice was literally in my room. And the voice said, um, hello. Oh. Ooh. The, the voice said hello. I think that was somebody trying to call me. The voice said hello or it said hi or something like that. And it woke me up out of my sleep. Like in the, as I was sleeping, I I've knew it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew it wasn't in the dream. It was in the room. Yeah. Like, and I was I've like, who is that or what is that? And I jumped up out of my sleep, but it wasn't anyone there. But I clearly heard the voice like hello or hi or whatever. So I think they probably were trying to communicate with me. And so yesterday, so maybe you guys got me with, so I'm, so I'm noticed. So I took a exam, right. And the grades are going to come out soon. And I have fear of, and I'm not sure if it was a fear of failure or fear of fear of failure or fear of success. So I was doing like EFT to clear myself and trying to get to the root cause of this fear. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe I could have it in the dream or something because I'm not sure I'm really getting into it. So literally last night, I had a, I was experiencing how I would, not that I actually failed the exam, but it was showing me what I'm afraid of. So like, I it kind of I guess was me or me and someone else, and I just remember just feeling devastated and exhausted and just feeling, uh, I guess, defeated or disappointed. And I realized, like, that's the fear. I don't want to feel like that. Like, like it was like showing me this is what this is what the real fear is. But could I make a suggestion? Sometimes yeah. explore that fear before you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you give yourself because the human, mm-hmm. our human psyche um, mm-hmm. resist when we say don't, don't, don't feel that way. You know, the mm-hmm. problem is mm-hmm. we do. So explore what right. that feeling is and that's going to help you start to release it and let it go. You know, when we face our fears head on is when mm-hmm. they start to dissipate. So I would say if you feel a fear, what I always mm-hmm. do is, Hey, what's this all about? You know, wh- when do I right. ever remember feeling it or what does it trace back to and resolve it rather than trying to push it away? Pushing it away is only going to cause it to reemerge somewhere down the road and be twice as strong or five times as strong as you trying to push it away. Um, but, you know, be aware of it that, you know, that anger or that hurt or that fear or whatever might not be a good thing. But let's look mm-hmm. into it and see what it is. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I kind of want to just work on it and clear whatever I need to clear because uh, the grades and stuff supposed to come out probably like in two or three weeks. But I want to have all of this stuff dealt with by then and just really um, I want to believe that I can pass I have passed and just really accept that you know I just I want to let go of the fear of I guess feeling I was going to say to you when you said before um, feel a fear of failure or success I actually feel it's both but I got mm-hmm. a very it's almost like your first layer that you have to work through is mm-hmm. your fear of failure 
because that one yeah. feels like it resonates so deeply in your essence. Yeah. The, yeah. the fear of success is there, but it's a lighter and it's a more surface thing. But dig into the fear of failure because, you know, that it, I'm seeing branches like limbs and branches that be, mm-hmm. you sort of stretch out in all different areas. So it's almost like the, the imagery that I'm getting is if you fail, the impact of it you feel is going to yeah. you know be huge. And and it feels yeah. like other people are involved. So you'll disappoint this one and you'll disappoint that yeah. one and then you let this mm-hmm. one down and that one. And try, you know, it peel off those layers by, you know, um y- you know, exploring really what that fear of failure is about. Try to block out all the other people and explore um, you know, why do I feel that way? I, I keep on always asking myself why. Why do I feel that way? What yeah. is that all about? You know, what do I need to see? But, you know, why, yeah. why, why, why? And eventually you get you, you get down to that level where you're going to get that information. But, you know, even what Jim had said earlier about getting to that point and just, you know, sort of relaxing and meditating and just mm-hmm. trying to be quiet which is tough because you're right. The thoughts, you know, start passing mm-hmm. you by. But what I was always told is just sort of let them, you know, just let them float away. You know, just don't, yeah. try, don't hold on to one of those thoughts. Um, and, and just listen because the messages are going to come through or the answers are going to come through. Right. But yeah. I would yeah. say you're on the, you're really on the right road um, in a lot, in the right path, in a lot of ways, and I think your ability to um, expand your own awareness um, is very much in the energy, and very much, you know, I mean, you're headed there. Just open yeah. up, be open, um, and you know, if you feel the blockages and you already know where they are, ask, mm-hmm. just ask yourself, what's this all about? What do I need to see? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what um 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 I'm kind of going into, and yeah, I'm definitely uh all right. Going I got down something. that path. All right, I got oh. something. My guides are saying oh. to me, I'm thinking of a card in a deck of cards, a regular deck of card cards. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your head. And wait, before you do that, let me just send a message to my co-hosts and let them know the card that I'm thinking of. I'll tell you when I've sent it. I have a typo in there, but you know what I mean, guys. All right. I sent it. It's on record. The card that I'm thinking about, I want you to just relax and just tell me Mm -hmm. what comes into your head. Okay. Okay. Let me see something. Okay. Now, when you when you originally said for me to pick a card, I was thinking a two of hearts, then I heard two of diamonds. I literally just heard a three of hearts. All right. Well, you definitely have the suit, right? It okay. was a heart. It was a heart. Okay. Um, and I just want you to just, you know, try to relax and okay. pops into your head. I got an eight. 
It's not an eight. I'm going to give you one more time. But this is very okay. good. It's very good what you're doing because you got the, the suit right away. Okay, let me see. And try not to guess. Try to just, you know, sort of clear your mind and just what pops in your head. I'm sending it right to you. Okay. And you're going to know when you hit on the right thing. It's just you're going to feel it and you're going to say it with gusto. Five. No. All right. But this type of thing is really how mm-hmm. you build and develop it. You okay. got the suit right away. And, uh-huh. and the suit yeah. is good. That's the first so step. Think about a suit okay. takes a, one. If you guess the suit, that's a 20, one in 20, sorry, 25% chance. So it's a pretty, okay. pretty slim chance. So you had three other suits you could have picked, and that's the one you picked. Uh, that's, right. that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's ballpark. So, you know, go for that. Yeah, and I think I don't know, like, so the voice that was telling me the answers was coming up from my stomach. And usually, well, when mm-hmm. I first heard the three heart, it came down from, like, my left brain, like, my left side of my brain. Uh-huh. And then when I was guessing, the, the the feelings or the numbers, whatever it was, was coming up from my stomach. But mm-hmm. usually, like, um, one time I was thinking about buying, like, a lottery ticket, and the answer, like, um, it was whatever was talking to me was coming from my left, like it comes like from my left brain, like my left side of my head. Right. So I wasn't, um, I just got the three hearts from the left side of my, you know, like from right there. So uh-huh. I don't know if I actually really got cleared enough um, to. You probably yeah. didn't also because I put you on the spot, but I want to say two things. One, mm-hmm. you know, coming from your stomach, I mean, your solar plexus is your gateway to the outer world. But I would say sometimes oh. uh, sometimes take that energy in your solar plexus, bring it up to your mm-hmm. heart chakra, and that might help mm-hmm. you process it better. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the reality may come to you. But what I find very interesting about what you just said about the left mm-hmm. side of your brain, when I first started to channel, I would hear mm-hmm. the whispering from, I always knew when it was my guides, it would come in through the left side of my ear, kind of like, um, yeah. even though it was in my head, it was on the left side. Nowadays, I hear it a lot from my right as well. So I don't know if I've mm-hmm. just evolved or it doesn't really matter. But when I was first starting out, it was always on the left side. That's how I would know that the message is truly coming through. Um, I think you should practice. Actually, it, I just want to tell you the card was a jack of hearts um, that I was thinking oh, of. I, yeah. I, oh, okay. I, you know what? I, I, cause I use like, you knew tarot, it. like, no, I use like tarot cards and then oracle yeah. cards. So because I haven't used uh, regular cards in a long time, I really see the jack card. You know what I mean? It's not a card that that's that I see a lot but I didn't I didn't channel that that oh okay a jack of hearts right okay. that's what I that's what I came up with but if you're if you use oracle cards or tarot cards mm-hmm. or whatever hold them and just allow yourself to feel what anything you pick up and then mm-hmm. allow yourself to expand even if I'm feeling um fear or something and then I turn it around and it's like you know, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what a not such a great card would be, you know, the six of spades or something like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I might go, hmm, you know, and then I'm thinking, well, I didn't feel good about it, or there's a hundred different swords at me, or, you know, if it's a tarot mm-hmm. card, you know, the swords. Um, I probably was feeling the prickling or the pain or the something, and it will tie in. Allow yourself to see where it ties in and where you were mm-hmm. right rather than where you were wrong, because that's going to help you develop your your abilities. Because I'm going to be working on um, a, a video for YouTube, and I might put it on Facebook as well, where I'm going to actually put up. Um, just an envelope and mm-hmm. there's going to be something that follows it, but it's going to give you the opportunity to just focus on that envelope. And then I'll open that envelope and we'll see what's in there. Jim once did it at a Halloween party that I had. Jim, <laughs> you were, I mean, he, yeah. us, he always says, no, no, it's no psychic. I'm just a skeptic, but tell them about what you, what you came up with. So, so we had this, these envelopes. They were double envelopes. They were supposed to be, and there was there were pictures in each one. And and I didn't know. Nobody knew what the pictures were because we never we never got our own pictures back. And uh, and I remember going through this whole imagery about going through this house and all this, you know, where the house was and stuff like that. Um, and the the picture ended up being, I think, uh, some people, right? And I, don't I think they lived. They lived in. Yeah, I think it was people, and they, and they lived in that house. The way I described it, it was right on a corner. It was up above the. Uh, you know, it was on top of a kind of a hill that came up from the sidewalk from the street, a little uprise, and then the flat, flat surface like a plateau. And uh, 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 I described the insides of the house and where the swing set was in relation to the house, and they said, "That's exactly the house." That's <laughs> wow! That's amazing. How did you know? <laughs> And I what didn't know where it was, but do. I described the house very clearly. Right. And what we used to do is, you know, I used to have big Halloween parties, and then we used to have seances and do all this stuff. But I, oh, really? I, I, always, I always would tell people to bring, you know, a few pictures in, in an envelope, you know, double envelope, mm-hmm. or sometimes you can get the security envelopes, whatever, and no, no message on it, no nothing. And then we put it in a basket, and then, you know, we sort you know we flip everything around and then people just pick out and if they pick their own envelope then they put it back and pick up another one so we never know what's in that envelope and you'd be amazed at how people were really nailing things if you just let yourself really feel it are mm-hmm. going to pick up some, some stuff you might not pick up everything like jim did i mean that was kind of amazing right but for someone who claims to be a skeptic but um, <laughs> go ahead, Jim. Right? Yeah. So, so and here's the other one. It, uh, she invited one time a, a psychic to come and read us all at, at this party. And uh, the psychic read me and said she, that she could see my grandfather hanging out near me. And he was a carpenter and stuff like that. And I said, well, I don't know because we haven't had any connection with him. Well, I finally found him. I finally found him and got connected with him. And it turns out that he works on elevators. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, wow. I remember that psychic that I had that year at the park. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's wild. And I remember she was so good that one of my friends came out and said, you must have briefed her. And I never, I, 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 she came in my house and I put her in a room and she started doing readings. I never spoke to her. I never, I mean, she was very, very good. She was very, very yeah. good. You know, and I don't really remember yeah. what her name was. 
but I'd really like to see you, Katie, really work on your your powers and you know yeah. try to get more and more focused on expanding well, your awareness. I have time. Look, I have a lot of time now that you know everybody's right. in quarantine, right? So that's definitely one of my skills. I definitely would love to develop and really just develop discernment when I am getting messages that I know this is. I, you know, from my guys and my higher self, or this is just me talking, you know. And and even like, you know, if you, if mail comes in, you know, before you go mm-hmm. down to the mailbox, you know, ask mm-hmm. yourself, um, who am I getting mail from today? Like, um, you know, I. I get what you're saying. Like I could test myself. Right. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm going to say this, but I had ordered some jewelry from China in, in mm-hmm. October. In October, and it came mm-hmm. to me, you know, I bought, I got a few pieces of jewelry, and it came to me in November and December, and mm-hmm. I remember having like this ugly kind of feeling, and actually picturing myself getting sick, and I, really? immediately, I immediately started to, you know, soak the jewelry in vinegar, and, uh-huh. um, and then alcohol, you know, then I let it dry out, mm-hmm. and I soaked it in alcohol, and I must have picked up, this was before we knew anything, because I got all the jewelry in December, you know, and we, and, and November, and we didn't know anything back then, but I got an ugly kind of feeling, and I saw myself getting sick, so immediately I did wow. you know, so I'm wow. not saying yeah. I predicted it, but I had a weird feeling about something coming yeah. from China, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've gotten a bunch of, um, I don't know if you saw my blog on my website, but I have come up with a bunch of um, intuitive feelings about what's going on with this whole whole COVID-19. Oh. And in fact, next week, um, we're going to do a show. We haven't ironed everything out, but I'm going to do a lot of stuff on COVID-19. It's, I'm either going to be talking about some of my predictions and or mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that um, is yeah. starting to come through as far as um, ways to either, I don't know. I, you'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll okay, I will definitely tune way. in. Yeah, I will definitely tune in and I will check out your blog. Is your blog like your name on your website or uh, something? Ladyfontaine.com and then just look for the blog. And- okay. Okay, I can do that. Thank you all so much. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. All right. Do we have enough time for one more? Uh, Moon Goddess has been waiting. Lady Fontaine? I don't know where did Fontaine go. I don't know. She disappeared. Well, let's chat with Moon Goddess, and then when Lady Fontaine shows back up, we can get back to business. Hi. Hi. The Moon Goddess. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if Lady Fontaine thought that the show was over. (laughs) Uh, Are we close to that time? Uh, Where the hell? Jim left, too. Why is it that everybody left? This is very weird. Oh, wow. They don't automatically just cut the calls. This is very odd, actually. Booted off. And then Fontaine got booted off. This is not right. They better be calling back. Yeah. Especially now that both of them. I know. Well, uh, one Fontaine's had a clue and the other one didn't. 
Yeah. I know, I know. And then the old, yeah. It says it says Jim disappeared randomly, but he wasn't up. And then lady, it says that she's on right now, but I don't know why she's not oh. talking. Oh, maybe for the same reason that you guys couldn't hear me. Yeah. I mean, you heard us talking to you, and then you just oh, yeah. you weren't. That's weird. And I checked to see if my uh, mute somehow accidentally got pressed, and it wasn't pressed. So everybody should have heard me, but nobody was hearing me. I know. That is very <laughs> odd. Oh, man. Moon goddess. Uh, well, let me jot down, because I don't know, since, like, technically the show ends at 11, that they can okay. jump back on. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm writing down your number if you okay. want for the next show. I think we're doing Thursday. If you call, I'll make sure you're the first one so you don't got to wait, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. Absolutely, yeah. We'll hook you up. Because uh, I don't know if they can get back on. So, I, but just, as I keep you here, I, I, it seems like I can't imagine they can jump back in if if, if it's technically over. But but I got your number. If uh, you'll be the first call. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.